Welcome to the X-Men Files, a podcast where Inessa and Brian talk about the X-Men comics. He's reading them again as an adult, she's reading them for the first time. So grab your back issues out of their Mylar bags, and let's talk about the greatest comic book series ever, the X-Men. Welcome back, I'm Brian. And I'm Inessa. And that matters. Uh, our names matter. Yep. Uh, because don't settle for the X-Men Files done by, like, Steve it- and Henrietta. No, there is no such thing. They're fucking imposters is what they are. (laughs) And I've put up with that for too long, but this week I've decided enough's enough. (laughs) And don't settle for substitutes, no imitations. Trust me, no other podcast could sound quite like this one. That's that's true. Okay. Uh, Any any updates before I dive into the uh, the recap? Uh, Updates on what? You tell me. No. Why did you bring it up? I didn't. Cool. Okay. okay. So this this recap, by the way, was ri- I, I broke my land speed record on writing the recap. recap I wrote writing. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I started writing it uh, not that long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, meant to write it this morning, but I took a walk instead because I felt that that was a more appropriate use of my time. Yep. Okay, and I regret nothing. I All s- right. So I support your lack of regret. You support my lack of regret. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah, I'll take that. All right. Yeah. So, issue 190. Here we go. What did you hold your finger? No, up? I wasn't. I was. I was cueing you to. You're I was directing. Like, You're like 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 it, like a director. Take it away, Brian. Well, why don't you like say that and then I'll take it away. Take it away, Brian. Issue 190. It's a Silver Age throwback cover, overwrought apocalyptic dialogue, and the promise of guest stars looking to convince you to pull this one off the spinner rack and buy it. We've also got. Guest stars in the corner box, and a nice big dose of body horror. Yes, that's Caliban's face, Kuwato style, rising up out of the stomach of Xavier's horrified, ghostly body. Oh, man. <laughs> but first, some exposition. New York, New York, the place so nice they named it twice, is different now. All of the buildings have been transformed into some crazed Central Asian Arabian Nights meets Silk Road and Robert E. Howard fantasyscape. <laughs> Valerie Cooper has got the 411, which she delivers to a smoke-filled room populated entirely by middle-aged male honkies. It seems that a sorcerer named Quillen Gath has used some sort of evil magic to transform Manhattan and every person in it into a Molly Hatchet album cover. The X-Men and the Avengers have costumes which look like something Frank Frazetta would draw after snorting some wicked good cocaine. Also, human sacrifice involving children. Will this issue just keep getting awesomer? (laughs) Sadly, no. First, we need a moralist rant about how much hating mutants is wrong. Boring. (laughs) Prejudice and genocide are bad, kids. Okay, back to the swords and sandals. Rara wakes up on board a ship. Remember when she was going on a cruise to Africa last issue? And is attacked by a group of Morlocks. Sunder is about to scald her neck with a slave collar... Uh, when she goes judo all up in some baddie's face. The ship catches fire, and Raro and Callisto climb up the ship's massing. More precisely, Raro takes advantage of the weight of the boom pulling up the halyards. The weight of the boom pulling up the halyards. <laughs> Why did we waste scarce pages on that anti-Nazi shit? <laughs> to be clear, I'm 100% anti-Nazi. I'm just saying I don't need to learn anti-Nazism... <laughs> When I could be picking up more obscure nautical terms like masthead. (laughs) 
Rara and Callista have a fight, but dive into, oh, let's say the Hudson River. The current takes them through the magical barrier, and they realize what's going on. Meanwhile, back in fantasy Manhattan, Coolin Goth goes full Cronenberg and fuses Xavier and Callisto into a single-bodied, freaky, conjoined monstrosity. Not Callisto. Caliban into a single-bodied, freaky, conjoined monstrosity. Why? Because it's fucked up. That's why. (laughs) Doctor Strange is undergoing similar horrific treatment. His face is melted below his eyes, and his fingers are basically long, flowing, rhythmic, gymnastic ribbons. Quillen Gath is my new favorite villain. (laughs) But he's not yet done torturing people. The new mutants are brought before him, and all save Warlock are turned into sinister agents of the Dark Wizard. Selene appears and rescues Rachel and Amara from a gang of rapists. Okay, too far. Uh, Over-the-top fancy (laughs) magicry is one thing, but I draw the line at sexual (laughs) violence. the line at rape. Yes, I do... I don't want to be hard-nosed, but it's a policy, sexual violence, let's, okay, that's no joke, folks. Uh, Callisto, um, by the way, that, no joke, I'm really trivializing it. Um, All right, let's let's move back into the funny shit. All right, Uh, sexual violence, too far. Callisto and Aurora are contacted by Selene, who gives them some kind of mystical post-hypnotic suggestion to bring back into Magical Manhattan. Callisto learns that Aurora has lost her mutant powers. In a warped but oddly touching display of camaraderie, Glissa tells Aurora that she'll 100% murder whoever did this. The Morlocks look after their own. Spider-Man is chased by the new evil mutants, and we learn that all of the the word and thought balloons that we'd seen so far were not actually English. More cool shit. (laughs) There's a brawl in the tavern. Ilyana's soul sword frees her brother from Gath's spell. Steve Rogers' shield marks him as a captain. (laughs) <laughs> Rogue has green skin, and I'm pretty sure that I saw a Tolkien-esque orc. Celine does her melty floor trapping people's feet thing, which is one step too far. Gap captures her and is about to zero in on our heroes, but Ishtar's girdle. They manage to escape. <laughs> Gath dispatches his minions to find the X-Men and the Avengers who are hiding in the sewer. Which I suppose still exists in the weird, (laughs) like a a Samarkand, Tashkent uh, thing, (laughs) whatever. Um, Some light, actually, more of that in a minute. Some light conversation follows, capped by a rousing speech from Captain America. Avengers assemble, motherfucker! (laughs) Can't believe I get to read and enjoy a whole other issue of this stuff. (laughs) There we have it. So. You can tell where I stand on this issue. Right. <laughs> what were your thoughts? I did not like this issue. Whoa! Yeah. Okay. I did not tell like it. More. And maybe I should have, you know, taken a deeper, like... Are you going to tell me, like, because you didn't know the New Mutants were this way? No, like... I mean, yes. Okay, carry not on. Not entirely carry. that. So you should have taken a deeper dive. Yeah, it. like, I should have maybe done more, you know, I read it, definitely, yeah. and uh, and I made some notes, but, like, yeah, I didn't know who half the fucking people were. I know. And <laughs> the, it just, like, it really jumped into it in a way yeah. that I, I couldn't even figure out who was on what side. Right. Later on. Like, yeah. was it, were the Avengers, and the were they on the same, then, like, who was the, the weird half-machine, half-human green? Yeah. Thing, like, there was just a lot of, like, I felt like I 
I've never taken acid, but I felt like <laughs> <laughs> I had taken yeah. acid before I read this issue. Like it was just so you, you it just seemed incoherent. Yeah. Um, you, you're you're describing a lot of the elements that absolutely worked for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean maybe this is this is. I mean, let me be clear. This is like a sober acid trip. This thing. Uh, this is uh, a waking dream. Yeah. <laughs> and I can remember when I first read this. Um, so when I first read this, um, like sort of picked it up and I'm like, whoa, what the f- This is wild, man. <laughs> and that is what I love most about it. That uh, it, it is something that does not care. The issue, this issue does not care about whether it is tethered to reality. <laughs> <laughs> and and I love that. I, I absolutely love that. Um, it, it reminded me of some comments that Alex Ross made. There's like a little feature out on our Flash Gordon DVD. Hmm. By the way, everybody listening to this, stop listening right now. Go watch Flash Gordon. <laughs> okay. Uh, and we're back from having seen Flash Gordon. But one of the things that Alex Ross says, uh, if you recall from Flash Gordon, Ross says, like, it is a, it is the most fantasy-like thing that he's ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like, most fantasy, like, like Tolkien and, and all the other stuff. Yes, it's fantasy, but it, it grounded is not the right word, but fantasy where just physics is inconsequential. <laughs> like, like if you're going to be fantasy and, and let me be clear, I like, I love fantasy as a genre. It's really, really great. But mm. like from time to time, issues like this, like, Hey, we're going to be fantasy. Let's fucking go for broke. Yeah. Right. It's Beyond stuff of like the weirdest shit that we can think yeah, of. Exactly. Like, like, it, you know, um, two handed swords and chainmail armor. Pfft, come on. You can do better than that. Ooh, ooh, a dragon, a dragon. Come on, let's just let's just go hog wild here. <laughs> like Flash Gordon is like that. Like the the planet air quotes planets in in Mongo. Like they're not they're not spherical because <laughs> they they just don't give a fuck. It's like let's just have something just wild. Is it in outer space? No, it's it's set inside of a lava lamp. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about now. Flash Gordon, the movie, Flash Gordon. It's set inside of a lava lamp? It looks as though it oh, was, okay. <laughs> right? It, it's it's like, a, 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 like a light show from some 60s uh, psychedelic band with a plot. <laughs> Tenuous and, and, plot. <laughs> yeah, and, and so so that's kind of what this issue is like for me. Uh, so, so, so that's why I really dug it. Um, your point about like, like, you know, you have no clue who Warlock is. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah I don't that's know unfair. Who any of the people are, yeah. um, I have no idea. Like, like there's obviously some history with yeah. Spider-Man that I'm, that I'm unaware of. Um, yeah. you know, and, and there isn't any of, so I guess as, as you were talking just now, I was thinking, it was like it didn't it doesn't have like that sort of fun interpersonal like relationship stuff. Oh no. That's the no. stuff that I really tend to like about yeah. the X-Men. Yeah. Um it's just a bunch of like really weird shit happening and none of it makes sense even within its own we're like, why are there still sewers? <laughs> why well, did he actually, decide to like to why that. why Caliban and Xavier? Because they're both bald, and I was thinking about them when I yeah. thought of bald people. <laughs> like, yeah. it just somehow. I mean, obviously, nothing in the X Men makes any sense at all, or, or doesn't necessarily, you know. But somehow, 
some of the other issues, like they follow their own internal logic. Yeah. They sort of stick with their own. Whereas this is just like, I don't know, it was too random, too random. So this, as Betsy said, it, it does hold up logically. But of course it doesn't. I just said that it doesn't. And, that, and that's why I love it so much. Um, it doesn't violate any of its own rules. I'm being. I'm really, Doesn't really. It? It, no, I'm really. What was Callisto doing on the boat? <laughs> I, I, I'm. I'm really threading a needle here. Um. Or I'm cheating, or both. <laughs> uh, it doesn't violate any of its own rules because it establishes so few rules to begin with. Right. The the kind of the axioms, if you will, of this plot are: Quillen Gaff is an evil wizard who has some sort of beef with Spider Man. That's most of it. Right. I mean, I didn't even I didn't even realize yeah. that he was the motherfucker that came out of the amulet until after I had read it sure. and was reading some like commentary about it. Yeah. I was like, I didn't even maybe that's just because I'm dumb. Like I well, didn't no, even I mean, it didn't yeah. even occur to me that that was the connection that it was like the amulet had done all of this because I mean, it was I mean, so is, incomprehensible. Is that necessary? No, though? but yeah, exactly. So, so that feels like a, a minor issue thing for me. But um, yeah. So here are the things that I wrote down that I disliked. In addition to the points you've already raised. Yeah. No, I mean, most of them yeah, are things that I've it. already said. Okay, so like Celine, I don't care about Celine. I, I don't feel invested in Celine. Uh-huh. I don't like her as a as a baddie, okay. and I kind of just want her to go away. Wow. Yeah, All right. so that's one of them. She keeps cropping up in like weird and inconsistent ways. I can't even figure out what her fucking powers are. She's a she's a, a witch, wizard, death. But also she can make the ground move. Yeah. Mm. It's like a magic thing that she does. Yeah. Okay. Um, the New Mutants... Who are those people? <laughs> yeah. Fair. And I, I think we may be reaching the end of you needing to be tolerant of that. Yes. Uh, that's absolutely a, a legit crime. Yeah. Then I wrote down sorta incoherent, but then I thought about it and I crossed out the word sorta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, Xavier and Caliban. Uh, why? Why them? What's the connect? Like, where did the Morlocks even come from in this story? What was Callisto doing on the boat? Well, the she wasn't are going there. on the cruise with. Yeah, or she wasn't moving to Africa with Aurora when this all happened. Yeah. What were they doing there? Hey. Hey. Yeah, I'm not fussed about that. <laughs> but here are the things that I liked. Oh, I liked the cool, like the idea of time traveling all of New York. Well, not even time travel, whatever, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I thought that was kind of cool. It reminded yeah. me a little bit of Wandavision, or I guess Wandavision reminded me a little bit of. That where there's like the sort of magical curtain that right. you pass through and then yeah. you transform, you know. Yeah, cool. Um, I liked, you know, I always liked the, you know, I, I, I don't mind. I did. I liked the stuff about, you know, not treating the, uh, you know, the mutants like Jews <laughs> um, the, I, at the beginning. Yeah, and, and I, under most circumstances, I do too. Yeah. Uh, my only gripe with it is it, it, it tonally, it, it's a little bit out of place here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And um, I liked Callisto and Storm as, as allies. Oh, yeah. That made me happy. Uh, they're kind of frenemies. Frenemies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah, so um, uh, yeah. This is the beginning. Allies by necessity. Yeah. Callisto, um, I'm trying to call like how much. I mean, she, we've not seen the last of Callisto, mm. uh, nor, nor will we. I mean, she, in, in the current run of the comics, I mean, she's. Um, by the way, the current run of the X Men. Uh, if you get frustrated by characters that you've never heard of being treated like they've been part of the series for for, for ages, 
you would find a lot to dislike about the current mm. movie. Hmm. There are 3,000 people <laughs> in these things, and some of whom I have zero familiarity hmm. with. Uh, but anyway, so Cali- I, I, I said that only as, as prologue to say, I was about to say Callista is one of the main characters, but she's one of about 50 main characters <laughs> in the current run of the X-Men. Current of the X-Men has some ups and downs. Um, overall, it kind of leaves me cold. Uh, Rod Rice's work uh, art on uh, the New Mutants is amazing, and that is the best reason to read the current uh, crop of mutant mm. stuff. Uh, also, Marauders is pretty good. Hmm. All right. What was I saying? Um, my point was, oh, Callisto. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is fantastic. A fantastic um, uh, enrichment of that character. Yeah. 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 I like that. But overall, I don't know. So you're with Jason Powell on this. I am with Jason Powell on this. Yeah. Yes. I can remember. I I, I, I can remember. Maybe if I read it, like you know, week, maybe if I read yeah. it again or maybe if I read it like more carefully yeah. or so, you know, somehow the ones that, that have more interpersonal stuff, they're just a little bit easier to follow. So it's like, yeah, I can read it through once. And if I right. don't have to do the, the, like the, the plot summary, I can yeah. come in here and talk about it. Like, okay, sure. this is, these are some, there was this brood, there was a carcass, they <laughs> yeah, implanted yeah. an egg, right. you know, whatever. But like, I don't know. I would have had to have read it like a couple more times sure. for it to have made any sense. Plus, done some research on who the fuck everybody was. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe if I had read it a lot of times, or I was reading all the other titles at the same time, um, I would have liked it. The 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 people that write that gentleman of leisure uh, yeah, they blog that I sometimes read, they loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I think we're we're on the same page there. Yeah. The gentleman of leisure, and I I read the gentleman of leisure um thing about this uh, yesterday. Um, what I will say is that everything you're saying is valid. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I think that that's, that's a fair take. Um, if it helps, perhaps some insight into why I'm, I'm less perturbed by those things. Mm. When I was a kid, go to the bookstore and it was like one of my, you know, as an adult, even it's still one of my favorite activities on earth is just, you know, hang out in a bookstore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would just... I, I would spend a lot of time in the sci-fi section, mostly staring at the covers of the books, mm-hmm. uh, which were all really, really fantastic. They were suggestive of narrative. Um, and actually, a lot of those covers would have been drawn by, not a lot of them, but a meaningful number of them would have been drawn by Frank Frazetta, mm-hmm. who's an amazing artist. Uh, very male gazy, Mister mm. <laughs> Frazetta. Mm. A lot of a lot of scantily clad women mm-hmm. uh, in like fur boots and nothing else on uh, snow covered landscapes. <laughs> um, I'm not snow s- pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, well, her feet are warm. <laughs> she, she does seem to have a cape that's billowing behind her. <laughs> it's like uh, a parka. <laughs> right. Right. But. Um, it, 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 Others less sexually problematic, um, like the Isaac Asimov uh, covers, are ones that are just like really, really fantastic to me. And like I could just stare at those paperback book covers mm-hmm. for like a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, this issue for me captures a lot of that same experience, mm-hmm. which is to say that it is largely visual, and the plot is only meant to kind of kind of suggest enough justification for what I'm looking at. <laughs> um, it, it, 
period. Um, yeah. yeah. So, 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 so that's kind of how I'm approaching it. I mean, I, I said Molly Hatchet album cover. Um, just so that we're clear, I am not throwing shade on the album covers or Molly Hatchet. <laughs> Those album covers are fucking great. I'm not. I'm not actually familiar with the I'm gonna... Molly Hatchet album color cover. Uh, you know, All right. Oeuvre. All right. Well, I'm going to flirt with disaster and uh, find a picture of one. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that flirting with disaster? Oh, okay. We're, we're not. Yeah, we're no, not familiar carry, with Molly Hatchet. We need know, to. Oh obviously. boy. I don't really oh. Know a lot about Molly oh. Hatchet. Okay. You don't know much about Molly Hatchet. Uh, okay. Uh, so, so, so you did like a few elements of it. I did. I like the word ensorcelled. I think they used. The, didn't they use the word ensorcelled, or maybe I re- remembered it wrong. Yeah, here Ensorcelled. we go. Oh, this is oh, this is a beauty. This is a podcast, though, so they can't actually. No, no, I'm, I'm going to show okay. it to you. So I know. That, um, <laughs> I'm just saying they can't see what we're seeing. Yeah, I can't. Uh, da, 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 how do I get the image? I, I can't right click on a, mm. a fucking iPad. Well, anyway, here you go. So that's uh, there in the upper right hand corner. There, yeah. Isn't that isn't that tremendous? Pretty that's cool. amazing. Yeah. That's really really great. Open the image. Open the image. All right. Fuck you, Apple. Oh, this is the other one. Do you know what my Look favorite color is? Look at that. Yeah, the yeah. Uh, the band as like weird barbarian. Yeah. <laughs> sitting on top of what? Still beating human heart? What are they sitting on top of? Uh, looks like a dragon. Oh, okay. I didn't have my glasses on. Molly Hatchet album. Yeah, actually, here's here's the uh, the Flirting with Disaster album cover, which is uh, just terrific. Yeah. Uh, like sort of a Viking with a with a well a giant hatchet. Yeah. <laughs> Quite. Quite appropriate, yeah. yeah. Oh. oh, man. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Somehow I, I, I want to like, maybe I'll read it again. Maybe we'll come back here next week and I'll say, hey, you know, yeah. I, I I took on board your yeah. comments and, you know, I, I reread this issue for, uh, you know, the, the way that you looked at it, which is why it's fun to talk about it with you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I saw some things that I didn't see before, but uh, in terms of yeah. how that, you know, people kind of uh, connect and interact with each other, which is my favorite stuff. There's none of that here. Yeah, apart from Aurora and Callisto. Apart from Aurora and which, Callisto. I mean, it, which I liked. Which, yeah, and there's not loads of that. Yeah. Um, I think we get a page of that. Uh, yeah, we will be back next week, and you're gonna you're gonna be recapping the next issue. So I better start reading it. Like, yeah. Excuse me. Whew. Yeah. Um. Next issue. Uh, next issue is a little bit, little bit more with the torture. Uh, I, I was kind of gleeful about it now. <laughs> actually, I, I do, I do actually have maybe a lower ceiling for that yeah, than, than, than that would uh, suggest. Yeah. Yeah. And the sexual violence, I'm not wild about. No. Yeah. Um. It, it's it's not super. It's <laughs> do you imagine someone being like, "I am wild about the sexual violence." <laughs> Well, okay. Uh, fear. I'm trying to think of some circumstance where. Uh, oh gosh. I mean, apart from movies like uh, what's the Jodie Foster thing, The Accused, or whatever the mm-hmm. things. Um, yeah, there are movies that that and other art that talk about sexual violence. Usually, they're again it. I'm trying to like say like Fifty Shades of Grey, but, but that's yeah, that's, that's a different thing. Make it made up violence, yeah. Right, I mean, consens- right. Consensual violence. Y- y- exa- yeah. Oh, kink. Um, yeah. That's a different thing. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, sorry to derail you. Yes. No, 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 no. Not, no, no. not um, wild about it. Y- yeah, I, 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 y- y- okay. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not making like a bold stance um, <laughs> when I say that. Um, but I, I guess I guess what I'm saying is that. Uh, there are there are 
movies or, or novels or whatever where it is an element of what happens and it's maybe well a clockwork orange would be one um that i, I don't like that movie no but that's one where i don't know there will be people who who defend the portrayal of, of the of yeah. rape and, yeah. and near rape in that in that film um I'm not one of them. Right. And there will be people who you, you've you met them and I like the 17-year-olds who are like, oh, man, this is great. Um, in, you know, because that film, I think, enables that response. Right. Um, like, have you seen A Clockwork Orange? Yeah. Okay. I, I don't, it may have been a while, but you, you, you may recall there's a scene where... Uh, Alex's gang, they, they fight another gang. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're at some like abandoned theater or something like this. Before they have the gang fight, we get about a minute of the other gang like tearing the clothes off of a woman before they're about to mm-hmm. <laughs> violently. <sighs> okay. yeah. But one critic said, like, why do we watch that before the fight? Right. Uh, what? <laughs> what, what? Like, that's. That's a very troubling choice, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. narratively and cinematically. Right. Um, you know, why why does the camera need to show us this woman completely declothed? Mm-hmm. I don't remember that particular scene, but yeah. it's, it's I've only seen it once. It wasn't like a movie that I was it, like, "Hey, this is awesome! I need to watch this." Right. Over and over. I, yeah. I've seen it several times, and yeah, the, the uh, that element of is 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 troubling, and I don't. F- there's a Machiavellian approach to this, which is like, oh, hey, man, you know, if you if you really believe in free will, then you have to tolerate all this evil shit. And like, uh, maybe we could have had that philosophical discussion some other way. Uh, Kubrick seems a little more delighted than <laughs> a little glee, more gleeful about that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I, so I find um, I find all of that it's sensationalized in a way that really waters down. The uh, 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 the evil and <laughs> the evil. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I and, and the, like I even saw that like one of the probably the last time that I saw that film was uh, was in college. I took like a class in science fiction film, mm-hmm. and like all right, all right, Clockwork Orange. And, and by the way, I think it's debatable that Clockwork Orange. I was going to say even, it's not it, that science fictiony. That's a whole other. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But uh, so, but anyway, we, we we watch this film, and the instructor is like, like, oh yeah, this is blah blah, and the morality and the thing, and the thing. So like, uh, you want to know my take on this movie? Stanley Kubrick is a misanthropic, nihilistic asshole <laughs> who made a few of my favorite films, but this ain't one of yeah. them. <laughs> by uh, almost by accident, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. no, no I mean, no, no, no. like yeah. the, the 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 craft. Uh, the filmmaking craft on display in Clockwork Orange yeah. is really, really fantastic. Um, it is all in service of something that, despicable. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, gross. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't watch Clockwork Orange right now because, I, I mean, I don't think that I would get anything... Yeah, you don't need to. ...more out of it no, than, no. you know, I've read the book. Th- that, that, is time that, that is time that you could spend watching 2001 or Doctor Strange Love again. Yeah. Or even fucking Barry Lyndon, you know? <laughs> I haven't seen... I haven't seen Doctor... Have I seen Doctor Strange Love? Surely you have. Not sure. I want to say I've seen it with you. Uh, maybe. Uh, I can't remember when last. All right. Uh, been, let's talk about more movies that we that might I have slept been through. <laughs> uh, uh, could be. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a great one, man. That's that's really fantastic. 
Uh, yeah. All right. Sexual violence. Uh, we are against it. And uh, I think there are rare circumstances where its use in a film is, is yeah, is appropriate. Yeah. 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 Leaving Las Vegas. That's another one where I, I think that didn't need to be there. Have you seen Leaving Las Vegas? Yeah, it's it's a very difficult movie um, to watch. That's another one where like, okay, uh, right, let's have a gang rape. Yeah, we didn't need that, man. No, I mean it's tricky because it's like, okay, well, is there ever? Well, I mean, I guess that's what we're talking about. Is there ever a situation where there is, you know, where we're having that sort of scene, you know? adds to the the art of, of of a film or the craft of a film i mean on the one hand it's like this is something that exists in the world and yeah. to say that it is 100 percent off limits for yeah. movies you know to some extent that means that you can't well, i'm not saying that i said there no, are no, rare I, know, I know that you're not yeah. i know you're not saying that yeah. um yeah that's interesting to think about yeah yeah living Las Vegas that'd be another one where i i think that the um it, it could have been done differently mm. because i i think the the here's here's maybe what troubles me about it um there my presumption of the the filmmaker's intent is that they want to to show just sort of how exposed she is how vulnerable she is right. um and ultimately how her, her work and her, her life are, are kind of robbing her of her, of her own humanity right okay cool you could have done that differently uh, I think, um, or, or, or put differently, I, th- I think that they've only done a really, really great job, but uh, I don't know who missed the point to say like, okay, let's, let's watch her get, let's see. And we don't watch it to be fair. Uh, Kubrick, my God, uh, he would have had, uh, <laughs> specially constructed, uh, lens, um, to, to get a wide angle shot of, <laughs> uh, uh, of horrible things happening. Um, but, but yeah, it was, a little, and, and actually I don't want to pick on leaving Las Vegas too much because, um, Oh, that film works much better than A Clockwork Orange yeah. does. All right. I'm rambling again. No, you're fine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> another question. I didn't have another. <laughs> no, I talk, didn't have another thought. Let's, let's talk about, um, okay, what more do we want to say about this issue? Mm, I don't have that much more to say about it. I am yeah, looking yeah. for where I'm going to try yeah. this coming up week to like really, you know, like I might read the next one today or tomorrow just to give myself like some time to sort yeah. of process it rather than okay. like I usually do last minute I nessa story of my life doing it, you know, Sunday. <laughs> usually I read it on Saturday and I do the write-up on Sunday yeah. in the morning, but um, I'm going to try to get out in front of it a little bit in case I need to figure out the fuck is going on or who anybody yeah. is or read eight issues of the new mutants to catch up or so you, Spider-Man you or that. some but, other thing. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? Well, okay. So you Couple of things. Number one, um, by all means, ask me questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, I don't want to like pre. I don't want to pre-discuss it with you. That's no, why no, no. I don't go ask ahead. Questions. Try, I don't want to. I don't want to waste my, my best material. Just no, on a walk. no, no. Don't worry about that. <laughs> the material might actually be even better if if you've got that kind of foundational stuff uh, to to carry you through the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm happy to answer questions. Uh, two. I had three things I thought. Oh yeah. yeah okay. Two, um, probably relevant here, Warlock, Warlock is an alien. They they explain this in in the issue, but but you can be forgiven for not really grasping it. Warlock is an alien. Doesn't understand pronouns. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's why he talks weird. Uh, But but he's 
I can't remember how clam what the wording is. He's like organic metal or some bullshit. Um, That's what Colossus was, and he seems to be able to manage in English. Uh, yeah, he's nigh invulnerable. Um, <laughs> Warlock, yeah, he's like this weird machine that can transform his body into any other machine. Yeah, machine, uh, cool. like like half of the Wonder Twins. Um, that's that, uh, and he looks black and white and just like weird and crazy. He, he he first appeared when Sienkiewicz was drawing the New Mutants, mm-hmm. and so it's a very very Sienkiewicz kind of design. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if you read, I mean, I, I can say there are worse ways to spend your time than to read the New Mutants, right. kind of a, a couple age a couple issues before Sienkiewicz um, steps in because that, that's actually really really good stuff. Mm-hmm. That'll introduce you to Warlock. Um, so that's number two. Number three, the Spider-Man Marvel team-up issue that introduces Kulan Gath in this context is not available on Marvel Unlimited. Mm. I've never read it. You don't need to read it. Okay. Well, yeah. Kulan Gath has a beef with Spider-Man. I don't know what the fuck it's all about. <laughs> but there it is. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, yep, doing that next week. Okay, cool. Uh, what other what other pop culture do we want to talk about? You fell asleep in the middle of a uh, school of rock. I did fall asleep in the middle of school of rock. Yeah, that's a bummer. Because I you, fall you... asleep in the middle of about what seventy five percent of the films that we watch on Friday 50? nights. No, no, less than maybe 50, not. So, yeah, on Friday nights. Friday night pizza awake. movie nights. You usually awake for all yeah. of that. I didn't um, fall asleep. I actually went to bed. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, you, you, you were, you were, I heard um, you guys laughing downstairs. Quite which ill. Is pretty adorable. They enjoyed that movie. Yeah. Uh, so, hey, parents, if your kids are, you know, close to 11 or thereabouts, uh, school, actually, even, you know, like 10, School of Rock is not that, not that crazy. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what, what, what there is language was. Not a lot. Not, not a lot. We also watched the next two episodes of that What If. Yeah, that was last week. Should, yeah. Did we talk about that last week? No. We on the podcast? No. Yeah, no. no. Yeah, but I'm saying it happened during the week. Yeah, no, that's cool. Podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm fire away. What, what, what do you want to say about what if? Uh, I don't remember what the first one was. It was yeah. what if? Hold on. Don't tell me. The second one was Doctor Strange. Yeah. The first first one, one was, was what is what it? If what if everybody killed the with, Avengers? What if everybody killed the? The first one I thought was pretty cool. Thought it was yeah. okay. The yeah. second one I thought was really long. I kept the one with Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I thought it just went on. You know, it was like, there's a reason that I didn't want to watch Groundhog Day <laughs> over and over and over again. It was like that same thing. It just got a little bit tedious. I mean, I knew I could see what they were trying to yeah. do, but um, it did get a little bit. I kept checking the time. And then when it ended, I was like... Whew, that episode was extra long. Yeah. <laughs> and you what, were was like, it though? No, it was the same length as thought, all the yeah. others, but it felt extra long. So yeah. I, I'd say I didn't love that one. Um, yeah, the, the, those two were kind of just okay. Yeah. The first two I thought were great. And I can't remember what we've said about this on the podcast. Uh, so in case I'd missed my chance to say this, um, Haley Atwell dressed up as Captain Britain, I guess, uh, kicking the shit out of Nazis. Someone's been reading my dream journal. <laughs> my favorite one was the second. That one. was amazing. Yeah. yeah, my favorite one was with, the, oh, with uh, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, yeah. God bless him. Um, but uh, yeah, both of those were good. Yeah. Actually, um, I, I enjoyed them. And actually, watching those two, my thought was like, oh, it, it took them four series, but they finally got it right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I forgot how to do the MCU on TV. Mm-hmm. Although, actually, we, we already know how to do the MCU on TV. 
it's it's Daredevil. It's, it's Daredevil, the first yeah, season Daredevil of Daredevil, or or the second season of Luke Cage. Yep. Second season of Luke Cage is amazing. Is that stuff still on? If I asked you this before, is it still oh, yeah, on yeah, yeah, Netflix? Yeah. You can still find that stuff on. Netflix. Yeah, and yeah. you know, I just I can't. I've not closed the loop on uh, on third season of Daredevil. I've never gotten around hmm. to. I started watching it. Um, I think when I was traveling or some shit. I'm not sure if we've ever watched finished the second season of Jessica Jones. Honestly, no, no, and we ought to. Yeah, we ought to. Yeah, we we. This is terrible. Like we keep. Hey, there's nothing to watch, and <laughs> we forget. There's like a, like a shit ton of MCU yeah, stuff. You've not seen Luke Cage season two. I think I've seen. You see, you might have seen a few episodes. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think I've seen most of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is like like litmus test for for any MCU uh, TV series is watching 30 minutes of this episode or 45 minutes or whatever long is that more enjoyable than just watching the opening credits to Luke Cage <laughs> <laughs> which which are I mean that okay so we'll do this favorite TV theme songs because it's my favorite one of my favorite oh boy, I'm terrible at this you All tell right. me and then I'll think okay about it so next week. uh near the top of the list is Barney Miller mm, how does that go Oh, it'll, I can't, I, uh, I'll see if I can, I, actually, I want to say that I found it on, on Spotify and it's like, like really, really awful. Um, I'll dig okay, that well, up. Don't look for it now. Yeah. No, I, okay. I'm, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to flirt with disaster again. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, so Barney Miller is mine. One of mine. Uh, give me one of yours. Favorite. Oh man. I'm so bad at this. Um, I like the theme song to mash just because I like mash so much. That's always one that's, uh, yeah. stuck in my head that the opening credits music, um, the problem is, like, when I think about it, then one will pop into my head. Like, currently... Ooh, Sanford and Son, that's a goodie. The, the theme song of Three's Company is rattling around my brain and crowding out any other <laughs> thoughts apart from... But, like, the theme song to Three's Company is terrible and certainly not one of my favorites. But it's in there. Right. Come and knock on our door. Yeah, yeah. We've been waiting for you. This is Barno. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, that sounds I, kind of familiar. Right, yeah. uh, uh, we'll play that under the fair use doctrine of the uh, FCC because uh, because they're they're abs- the, the copyright hounds are yeah, absolutely coming after. Definitely going to come to our um, house. Yeah, yeah, that theme song is awesome. Seventies yeah. uh, were uh, pretty good about uh, about about some things like that. Um, Sanford and Sons, another goodie. I don't remember how that one goes? Either. There is um, oh. yeah, people that that you can yeah, do yeah. like yeah. yeah. Um, Speaking of sexual violence, um, there's I think uh, the Bill Cosby Show, not the '80s thing with, mm-hmm. with uh, Felicia Rashad, but he had a show like in the late '60s. Uh, that theme song is awesome. Mm-hmm. Branford Marsalis covered that mm. on an album. Uh, the Ballad of Chet Kincaid is the name of it. Uh, yeah, and Sanford and Son, written by Quincy Jones. Mm. Uh, you might not know that name, but he's the father of Rashida Jones, who was on <laughs> Parks and Rec. Wait, yeah. so, right, so, 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 MASH, yeah, yeah, Suicide yeah, I can't, Painless. Uh, yeah, I can't, uh, I can't think of any others because, because, because Three's Company is crowding them all out right Rockford now. Rockford Files? You know, like Rockford Files. I don't know Files. how that one goes. I've never watched the Rockford Files. No, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really got, uh, really got into that there. <laughs> and, 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 and nobody's listening, but if anybody knows what the theme song of the Rocky, uh, to, to the Rocky, to the Rockford Files is, like, that doesn't sound at all. <laughs> the theme of the Rockford Files. <laughs> um, L.A. Law. Were, were you an L.A. Law fan? No. 
Really? Yeah. Oh, you said that almost like dismissively. No, like, I just wasn't. I, like, LA Law was, I on, love that show, man. was on at a time yeah. where I was really into like, I don't even have a TV. Like, I don't, I don't know. Or, like, you like, I been, don't you watch been... a lot of TV. I didn't. Like, you would have been in high school. Yeah, no. Okay. I didn't watch a lot of well, that. But your family had a TV. Yeah. All right. When you say I don't have a TV, like when I first moved out of my parents' house from after but you college, wouldn't, I mean, like, no, like, no, I don't know when it was on because I never watched it. I didn't okay, watch sure. LA Law. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I liked LA Law. Yep. I mean, I've seen episodes of LA yeah. Law, but I didn't regular. I didn't really regularly watch anything. This this might not be true until I got to college, and then we would watch like yeah the Thursday night NBC stuff, Friends, yeah. Frasier. Yeah. yeah. Um, prior to that, I don't know. Did I? watch anything we couldn't we didn't I mean, we had a vcr but no one knew how to record anything on the vcr <laughs> so it was like it wasn't like i could record things so, that i'd missed so it was uh and this is not this is a true true thing so i was at, at this apartment of some of my friends of ours um uh, uh so, so some ladies that we knew this is not me like doing a tim allen thing about like how women don't know how to use technology mm-hmm. they were all women it was, it was over there and like they had a towel i I didn't even need to mention that. But it's in my brain. I bet maybe you know. That. All right, three people shared an apartment, yeah. um, and then like there, there was a towel that they draped over their VCR. And I, said, like, I told you this, right? Yeah. So like, what, what's with the towel? Like, did you spill something? Is it like a, a weird airsatz coaster or some shit? Like, like I don't know. Like, it, it blinks twelve, and we just got bothered by it. <laughs> like, Why don't you just set the clock? <laughs> we don't know how to do that. It's like, Give me the remote. This is insanity. I do feel like the process of recording things on a VCR at first. I mean, I was able to set the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah VCRs right, always had the yeah. right time. But the process of recording stuff always seemed a little uh, incomprehensible. Uh, fair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Other than just putting in the fucking tape and hitting record, which. Yeah, that you yeah, can do. You can do. But it it m- might have been advantageous that um, our first VCR. We got our first VCR in like 1980. Uh-huh. This thing, it it weighed at least 300 pounds. It was massive. It was uh, <laughs> the size of your refrigerator. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was like maybe not as tall as this ottoman. Like <laughs> if you took the legs off this ottoman, that's I, I, this is not an exaggeration. Like it was about that big, and like when that thing would play, I mean, you could hear like all of the mechanical <laughs> gears moving, but. Um, Something about it being lo-fi meant that, like, if you want, you could time something to record, mm-hmm. but it was some, like a, a very analog kind of process right. to, to do that. Like you had to be home to put the tape into the thing. And no, no, no. It was, yeah. it was more than that. But, like, um, because there were so few options, I, I just I think we just got comfortable with it. You couldn't record uh, two different channels. Like you yeah. did, the TV had to be tuned to that fucking channel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know that. So it's oh, basic... yeah, that's true. You used to be able to do that. Watch one thing and record on another channel. Exactly. That's exactly. Crazy. So we, the way that we did that, weirdly, um, we had cable TV, and you'll recall cable used to have like a box. Yeah. You know, so the coax comes into the box, and then the box will like plug into your TV set. You know, I can remember when cable ready TVs mm-hmm. uh, came out. We had two boxes, mm-hmm. and that's how it worked. Mm-hmm. But, like, the box had, like, a physical dial on it. So you dial the thing. So, like, you had, uh, like, a splitter. This is fascinating. This is, like, great 
home engineering, <laughs> electrical engineering. AV so, club, yeah. You know, yeah, but like you had like, like like a little Y splitter to take the coax from uh, the, the, the source from outside the house. So you split and you go to two boxes. One box goes to the VCR, the other box goes to your TV. Mm-hmm. Which means that like you can really fuck it up because you can think that you're recording <laughs> something because right. like like I'm watching this. And, like you know, are both channels on the same channel? But we're both boxes on the same channel. <laughs> uh, so I, I, maybe I'm wrong, but like something about that at least just made me not fear the technology mm. because it was so analog. Hmm. Uh, this is not about me trying to get over whatever somebody's clever user interface is because that UI didn't exist. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you you, you want to record channel three? Well, set the channel yeah. channel three, three. motherfucker. Hit record. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I knew that it was possible to record shit. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't have a VCR until I was maybe in high school close to high school we yeah, didn't have vcr for ages we used to like rent there's a video store oh yeah, yeah and we would rent movies and a vcr that came in like in a those, rolling yeah. suitcase yeah the, yeah the, the enormous <laughs> so, yeah. like a uh, hard shell uh hard clamshell yeah. like uh, a plastic Case, yeah, 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 yeah. And we used to watch movies that way i did that once i'm trying to think like maybe i was visiting my grandparents or something yeah. like that it's um, yeah Although but my my paternal grandfather um, actually he he was an he was an early adopter. I mean, yeah. he, he he was he, like, he as I say he wired the electricity to his own house, and so he was like yeah just, yeah I'm gonna right, figure buy this, all this yeah. kit. Yeah, how the remote control works. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's weird to think about. Like I don't know. I feel like we we are a cool generation because we've you know we clearly remember mm-hmm. like we've been here for all yeah. of you know yeah. in my living memory has been sort of all of the cool technology well to us i agree with you and, and i i certainly feel that way i i wonder what it, whether we're going to have like a similar pace of advances and, and, and our children are going to think of, of their own experiences having been beneficial in that way. Yeah. Um, it, it, I said by way of example, like if you read uh, Feynman's uh, memoirs, surely you're joking, Mr. Feynman. Mm-hmm. He, he was a kid and he learned how to use radios. Mm-hmm. And, and that seemed really cool to him. Well, and, and that, that kind of engineer, that hands-on engineering was a big aid in him being the the physicist and scientist that he was because it, it taught him sort of the critical thinking and figuring out like okay well uh, how do i get this vacuum tube to do what it does like he would be that close to the metal on mm-hmm. thick it, it, like he, he as a kid he was like like 10 or 11 like he'd go around his, his neighborhood you know far rockaway new york like fixing other people's radios because mm-hmm. that's the other thing is that technology was so unreliable right. that you had to get pretty good at it. Like, my first car was an 81 Plymouth Reliant. Mm-hmm. It was a shitbox. <laughs> and I had to do a ton of shit to yeah. it, which was incredibly useful because, like, right. nobody gave a shit what happened to this right. car <laughs> other than me. And, uh, like, I uh, like I changed the spark plugs. I, I regapped the carburetor. Yeah. <laughs> Did all of this. It, it like... There's no way I'm touching underneath anything underneath the hood of my car now. Right? No, God, it's all like computerized <laughs> yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's uh, so it's a shame. Uh, yeah. But but I wonder what the equivalent is now. Like for me, it was you know the VCR and you know the shitty uh, Plymouth line. <laughs> for Feynman, it was it was the radio. Like what what? I, yeah. And and I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. I think we just might not be able to see it. Right. Right. Yeah. We bake a lot. Maybe that's. It. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of not joking. I mean, that is, um, it's pretty hands-on. I mean, like, all cooking is chemistry. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Do we have any I further think. thoughts? I have no further thoughts. I'm, I'm all thought it out. I'm looking forward to reading and recapping next week's issue. Me too. Uh, I like the ones where we don't agree on them. Those are always fun to talk about. Yeah. And, fin- uh, final yeah. thought from me. Yeah. Um, uh, I was in the car yesterday with our daughter and I said, hey, play me some BTS songs because I'm, I'm curious. I don't want to, yeah, oh, no, no, this feels so weird. feels so weird. And uh, like, <laughs> oh, you're so going to hate it. You're going to yeah. hate it. Or whatever. So yeah. like, like, I might not like right, it. I might and, hate and, it. And, yeah. and here's but what I said. was, What's interesting is understanding why we see things differently. Yeah. And I said, if you and I thought exactly the same way, there'd be no We'd have nothing to talk about. Right. Well, and if you if you were like, <laughs> yeah, BTS is my favorite band, like she'd have to find well, a new yeah, favorite exactly, band yeah. because uh, not that no they're her favorite band. Yeah. But like, you know, that's part of her separating exactly. from yeah, us yeah, is yeah, finding yeah. things that that's why she's so squirrely about assuming that we're not going to like it, even though we really don't right. care because, uh, you know, she needs that sort of separation. But yeah, that's funny. Yeah. But yeah, I was curious and uh, yeah. we heard three songs. One of them was not too bad. The other two sucked. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I believe it. <laughs> BTS, I'm not maybe a fan. Okay. Uh, look forward to uh, the next issue with you next week. Uh, Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the X-Men Files. We are available on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. If you listen, please rate us. If you want to drop us a note, you can reach us via email at cerebro at xmenfiles.com. You can also check out our website, xmenfiles.com. Our theme music is Invasion to Space Frog by Checky Brown. That music available under a Creative Commons license. Everything else was written, produced, and performed by Brian and Inessa. 